0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third edition of the Martinez-Marcelo podcast. We are joined here today by a very special guest, our good friend, Nick Donatic. Nick? Thanks so going? much for
1: having me. This is my favorite podcast, uh, going on three weeks running. Thank Before you. Before that, there was nothing.
0: Daniel, how's it going? Good. I,
2: didn't, I didn't, Did I get a proper introduction? I mean, I I'm, I I'm, no, about no, I to, I'm about uh, give, to. I'm Give
0: know. me my uh, proper introduction. I'm man. also joined here by my good friend, Daniel Marcillo. Daniel, how's Thank it going? You. I appreciate
2: it. Uh, it's going pretty good. We just got some breaking news out of the American League as the Seattle Mariners have shipped their ace left-handed pitcher James Paxton to the New York Yankees for a crop of prospects that includes uh, one of the Yankees' fine pitching prospects, Justice Sheffield. Uh, what do you think about this trade?
1: Um, having seen Sheffield against major league competition in September, uh, he was a little bit wild. Obviously, it was more nerves than anything. I'm not really crazy about the other guys they shipped off. Pitcher Eric Swanson probably wouldn't have had room, may have been a Rule 5 thing in a few years. Uh, Dom Thompson-Williams, who's playing pretty far away in what's probably going to be a crowded outfield, hopefully, for Yankee fans for a few years. Um, they needed an ace. They got an ace. He's under control for at least another two years. What more could you really want?
2: Yeah. I, uh, I. I mean, I like this trade on both sides. I think Seattle really is sort of in that in-between phase if they don't know what they're doing, whether they're trying to rebuild or contend uh, next season. And Paxton's 30. He's got injury history. He's never pitched more than 160 innings. Um, and the Yankees, they, they're they in that win-now mode, so they, they needed an ace left-handed pitcher. And I think with the guys they got in that rotation, I don't think Paxson's going to need to be the ace.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to need to be the ace. I don't think, to be blunt, he could be the ace if he wanted to be. Um but I also don't think, hopefully for them, if he stays healthy, that the innings limit he may be up on or the, you know, overreaching, rather, I don't think he'd have a problem with that. Their bullpen is pretty loaded right now. I mean, Robertson's a free agent, but by all accounts, there's at least some mutual interest there. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued. What do you think? you think they're going to still go out and go sign another pitcher, or you think that frees uh, up the money for that big baller move yeah. that the fans want?
2: Uh, personally, I think um, I think they might be done. But, you know, it's a Yankee, so you can't. You can't rule them out of doing anything. I think they may try to focus on either their big Machado or Harper deal, or they may go after one of these relievers in either Andrew Miller or uh, they sign back David Robertson. But you no, know, this is really the first uh, first shot of the postseason fire, uh, uh, the offseason that's been fired. So it's going to be interesting. It's an interesting start for uh, our our offseason so far.
1: If you're a GM, you want Andrew Miller or Zach
2: Britton. I'm going to go Andrew Miller. I, I think uh, the Yankees are obviously more familiar with him, even though they had Britain uh, last season. But I think when Miller's healthy, he is just untouchable. I think he's a better pitcher than Britton is.
1: Yeah, when... I think he's a more complete pitcher. I mean, that sinker that Britain brings when he's on is phenomenal and it'll shut some teams down. But at the same time, he's got to be on. And he didn't show that he was capable of being that Zach Britton again this year. Obviously a full offseason – to, you know, get back into shape, get back into the swing of things. I think he's in for a fairly big payday. Um, but then again, you know, Miller with the injury history, is he going to finish the year? Is he comfortable yeah. being the seventh inning guy, eighth inning guy? At this point, does he want to be a closer? Yeah. Can he still?
2: I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, I think if you put another lefty, like Miller, I know Brand's a lefty too, but Miller's just that much better against left-handers. You're going to neutralize any left-handed hitters you face when you have Miller saying the eighth and Chapman in the ninth. That's just uh, – yeah. Unbelievable core. Uh, all right, we'll move into a little NFL. We'll recap some of the
0: some of the games we had last yeah, week. You want to just yeah. go in order then?
2: Yeah, I'll take a I'll take a look what we got here. Let's uh, let's recap some scores here. Uh, I got. Let's see. I oh, clicked on a score here. We got the Packers losing to the Seahawks 27-24. Uh, Aaron Rodgers sacked five times. Sacked five times. He still had a decent game, but this was a game Packers really needed. Or really both teams really needed to stay in playoff contention, and uh, Seattle was able to pull this one out.
1: What a disappointing
2: season so yes. far for the Packers, right? definitely. You're sitting
1: in third place. You're behind the Vikings, who have been just a hair above mediocre, and you're trailing a team whose quarterback is, you know, a question mark coming yeah. into the year. Mm-hmm. And now you're sitting two games plus behind with, what, six to play? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. we'll get to those bears in a minute. But uh, let's see, Titans, Colts here. Big blowout win for the Colts. They moved to 5-5 five and five along with the Titans, who dropped to 5-5. Five and And five
0: what's going to be a very interesting uh, AFC wildcard race to, towards the end of the season. I think it's important to mention uh, Marcus Mariota actually suffered an injury, if I'm not yes. mistaken, during this season What game. else is new? <laughs> same injury he had uh, right at the beginning of the season, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Blaine Gabbert didn't do a bad job coming in for him. Uh, 11
2: of 16 for 118 yards. Uh, let's go to a meaningless game here, Tampa Bay against the Giants. Very meaningful game. Meaningful that is it for me. draft. Picks. That game draft will picks. have more impact yes. on the NFL um, for
1: the next ten years than Titans Colts ever could. Very much so. Who and knows who goes number three to Tampa who instead knows? of the Giants? Yes.
2: <laughs> um, Ryan Fitzpatrick doing his best. best uh, Nathan Peterman here throwing three picks before being replaced by Jameis Winston. Um, Winston's going to start next week, by the way. Yes, he that is. came down he today. Is, yeah. Yes.
1: Um,
2: but uh, Saquon Barkley, two touchdowns. Uh, You're going to
1: gloss over the performance by the opposing quarterback, the Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah, he only, he mean, only he, he had one complete good game. Pass. He had a the, good game. The more though.
1: intimidating Manning brother at this he point. He went for very seven, much
0: 17 so, yeah. of 18 passing.
1: Yeah. Come on. What more could you want? It's the it's the Eli Manning celebration tour. Yep. I, I mean, think we all know. That,
0: that's one
2: way to put much. it. Yeah,
1: it's highly unlikely there's another year coming for him.
2: And, yeah, he's, uh, he's really uh, – Pushing the end of his career right now, and to see him still have a little something left in the tank
0: is pretty. Odell nice.
1: thinks they can go on a run. If Odell thinks, Odell, it, Odell, I mean, why not? He thinks he, a he lot. He has to say
0: that he, though. He, he, th- he thinks about a lot. How does he think? I don't like, know. I don't know. I mean, didn't you see what he said earlier today? If you look good out there, you're gonna play good. Yes, uh, he. I mean, he usually does look good. where's when the, he's playing. the lie? Something yes. into it.
1: Where's the lie? It was good you, enough for the kicking
0: net. That
2: the kicking net took some abuse. Um. We'll move into what I think was the game of the week, which could be replaced by the Monday night football game tonight. But the mm-hmm. Steelers against the Jaguars, the They'd Steelers Steelers coming back from 16-point uh, deficit, uh, with I think was two minutes left in the third, third mm-hmm. uh, quarter.
1: There's not much better than watching a player who shoots his mouth off have to eat his words. And uh, after the things Jalen Ramsey said in the offseason, it's been fun. Look, I, I got nothing against Jacksonville, but sitting at three and seven, it's kind of hard yeah. to mouth off a little bit more. No,
0: after starting I mean, three, you know, you don't like Jalen Ramsey.
1: I like Jalen Ramsey. I like Look, him. I love the bravado, but at the same time, what do you like more—the guy that's willing to put up or shut up, or the guy that makes him shut his mouth?
0: I think he's going to develop into that guy, though.
1: He no—he's a phenomenal talent.
0: He was, but, yeah, he's had a rough season, too. His that is
1: true. attitude is reaching beyond his talent, and that's why they might be looking to trade him. Yeah, I don't know if that's and, a smart move. But. I, don't,
0: yeah. I don't think it would be.
2: And I, I remember watching at the end yesterday, you saw James Conner almost break away for that game-winning touchdown. The ball goes right through his hands, and I'm just thinking Le'Veon Bell is sitting, sitting in his couch right now, <sighs> just eating his popcorn. Thinking, wow, this is uh, this is one you really needed me. But then Roethlisberger, a couple breaks from uh, penalties caused by uh, the Jaguars lack of focus at the end. But you know, when you look at the weapons that Roethlisberger can go to, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, even Vance McDonald making a nice play for a touchdown in that game. This is a very dangerous football team that they're starting to get it get hot. They're starting to get it together, and you know, it's one of those steeler teams you don't want to face in the playoffs
1: their defense isn't really to be overlooked either. No, they're yeah, not like it's not. I wouldn't say they're elite, but they're good enough in some of these games to keep them around until the offense kicks it off.
2: Right. Uh, we'll move on to another one here. Panthers Lions. Uh, Panthers take the one point loss at Detroit. Uh, Kim Newton, three uh, three hundred fifty seven yards for three touchdowns. I didn't get to watch a lot of this game, but. Certainly was a game Panthers needed to win.
1: That was the Riverboat Ron special, right? At the end, they go in, they score the touchdown. You think, all right, kick the extra point. We'll go to overtime. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: No, we're on the road. We're playing for the win. Uh, Well, all right. Sometimes, and eventually you knew it would come back to bite them. Especially with how
2: how unbelievably hot the Saints have been. They really needed that game to stay in contention. Let's go to Raiders-Cardinals. Another meaningless game for playoff contention, but... In terms of draft picks, uh, Raiders win 23-21. Both the Raiders and the Cardinals moved to two and eight on the season. You know, who, this was probably a game where both teams wanted, wanted to, to lose. lose. Yes, I mean
1: the fan base is definitely dead. Yes, very.
2: I saw I saw a Raiders fan crying after the game. I don't know if they were crying because they didn't, they might not get the number one pick now, or
0: I mean, I think that's more likely. Yeah, yeah. what's your
2: one? What's your take
1: so far on the way Josh Rosen has played? I mean, in this game, 9 for 20, a buck 36, three touchdowns, two picks. I I mean, he fell in the draft, and so far he's played like he looked like he fell in the draft. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, think, uh, I think his game is definitely going to improve. I think you saw the same thing with uh, Sam Darnold when he was healthy, that they're going to make these rookie mistakes, but there's definitely a lot of promise in a few of these quarterbacks that were drafted this year. All right. Um, Cowboys-Falcons. Cowboys is trying to make a run again in the NFC East. Second place right now. Second place, the Dallas Cowboys at 5-5. Five and five. How and nice.
1: Chasing a team with no starting quarterback.
2: Yeah, Alex Smith. We'll get to that in a second too. Alex mm. Smith done for the season. But do we think the Cowboys can honestly give, give themselves a chance to get in the postseason here?
0: I'm going to say why not. Um, you see how Ezekiel Elliott played? He played yeah, he, very well. Yeah. I mean, if they keep putting up those types of performances, I don't see why not. Um, they're definitely mounting some yeah. momentum right now, which is crucial. Yeah.
1: I think the guy always shows up. But, yeah. I mean, they're chasing Washington. Philly's right behind them. Yeah. I wouldn't mm-hmm. rule out the Eagles. You know, they got a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, which you usually see for the loser. I think yeah. they kind of came out flat in a lot of these games. Definitely. Yeah. Um, especially, you know. As we saw, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get
0: into that a bit. Yeah,
1: but I think they're still in it. I think Dallas is definitely in the mix,
2: though. Yeah, Dallas. That is interesting. Jason Garrett was basically on the hot seat all of the last two weeks, and now they're back in playoff contention.
1: I feel like Jason Garrett's been on the hot seat for the better part of a decade. Yeah, he's, yeah. Everywhere a, but in Jerry Jones's office. Yeah,
2: it's it's unbelievable how long he's had that job though. You, you know, I remember I feel like it was yesterday where Wade Phillips was still coaching the Dallas Cowboys. Now it's it had to be at least like ten years now since he's uh, since he left. All right, next score, Baltimore Ravens, 24-21 to 21 victory. Big. This was a big game, uh, Ravens-Bengals. Lamar Jackson making his debut for... Uh, First start of the season for the yeah. Ravens.
0: I mean, how do you think he played? I think he looked good. I man. thought he played well. Um, you know, he wasn't outstanding or anything like that, but just in terms of athleticism, what yeah. he brings to the table, explosiveness.
2: Yeah, and, well, he was a leading rusher as well, and any time you have a quarterback that is going to be a throwing you know, problem and a rushing problem, you know, mm. that just makes... The defense have to think about more and more things than they really should have to.
0: You think he's going to be the starter moving forward?
2: I think if they win games, he's got to keep playing. He's got to keep playing. I, I don't know why you would sit the hot hand, but this is this is a this was a very important game. Uh, I think if you look at the standings here, um, I think they're yeah both teams are tied for second place. But this is big in terms of the wild card in the AFC. Um,
1: what do we have? Five teams at five and five now.
2: Uh that is that is correct. Yeah, it's, so it's wide open. Even even the 3 and 7 teams, the Bills, the Jets, you know, they're not out of it. They miracles, crazier things have happened in football. The
1: Denver Broncos with Case Keenum at quarterback yeah. are right back <laughs> in it
2: after after yesterday. This is
0: 1 point win over the yeah. Chargers.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll get into this one. Texans Redskins, uh Texans win it 23 to 21. Obviously the rough news for the Redskins is that they lost their quarterback Alex Smith for the season.
1: You think they'll still be able to compete with Colt McCoy or if they have to go to the bench to the New York Jet legend Mark Sanchez? Wow,
2: I don't I don't I mean, know I don't know if the word compete legend. and Colt McCoy ever been using the same sentence since he I mean, was in Cleveland, but Okay. I was gonna say since Texas. Since yeah, <laughs> since Texas really. But you're, it's really a coin flip with those two, uh, I'll tell you that.
0: that I'm going to go ahead and say no right now. I'm going to predict no.
1: You're not You're not seeing an Adrian Peterson, like, time machine level yeah. stretch where he's running for he's a block Look, season. I'm not.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. We, uh, I don't We. disagree with you. I. You think you. Th- I, you I. think they
2: may go to Mark Sanchez at some point this season?
1: I think before the year's over, we, might, we may yeah, see, I think
2: Sanchez we'll see Sanchez on the field. I
0: think we're going to see it. I
2: mean,
1: Spe-
0: Sanche- Especially if, like... The other situation does not produce yeah. any results, which I'm not confident that it will. Yeah,
1: I mean, we saw when he was with the Jets, and obviously it was a while ago, but he did it a little bit in Philly and here and there when he got a chance in Dallas. He can be a game manager if you need it. Yeah. I mean, he would be like the ultra watered-down diet version of Alex Smith, but look, if Peterson can go in the time machine, I, you I, know, who knows?
0: That's a big if, though. You remember oh,
1: last
2: yeah. time <laughs> Mark Sanchez had a... Had an older future Hall of Fame running back. That was Ladanian Tomlinson, and that took him to an AFC Championship game, which was years ago when he was still, you know, thought of as a future elite quarterback. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. It's definitely gonna be interesting. All these games. Um, Denver and the Chargers. Huge, huge win for Denver. A Big upset against the seven now seven and three Chargers. And uh, Philip Rivers, uh, you know, throwing two picks four four hundred and one yards though not a bad day for him. Um but wow this really puts like we said, this really puts Denver back in the playoff chase.
0: This, you, no okay. go ahead.
1: I'll say this dude Phillip Lindsay for Denver, running back <laughs> receiving three he he's overshadowed I guess by like, you know, the New York aura of Saquon yeah. Barkley, but mm. this kid can play.
0: Uh what'd you make of Keenan Allen's comments after the game, basically saying the Broncos did not deserve to win, that they had uh the Chargers had dominated the game?
2: Well, it only matters you can dominate the game, but it but only if you matters don't, yeah. what you're doing in the fourth quarter, and you know that's that's the one quarter that the Broncos did win. I would direct him to the scoreboard. Exactly, uh, <laughs> the scoreboard says they lost, so they lost. Yeah, sp- speaking of scoreboard, like I said, I was watching the Ben Roethlisberger's press conference after they beat the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Just sitting, see him sit there with like that smug smile on his face after. Uh, they were just talking garbage to him the whole game. That has to be the, one of the best feelings when you can shut a team up like that. Uh, we'll move on to what should have been the NFC Championship game last year, Saints-Eagles. Just a blowout here for the Saints, 48-7. to Drew Brees looks like, honestly, I think he's the best quarterback in football right now. 363 yards, four touchdowns. The connection that him and Michael Thomas have is just unbelievable i think i saw a stat that 90 percent of the time that breeze targets him it's a reception which is incredible uh, stat for me to see that's
1: insanity my favorite part of this year from drew breeze he's got 334 attempts and one interception mm. yeah that's that's that's
2: not mvp level and everyone was questioning that uh, this guy still have anything left in the tank look at this guy he's still doing unbelievable things for the Saints, and I really think this is probably the best team of football right now.
0: But, you know, you guys are highlighting uh, the offensive firepower, but we have to talk about the defense as well. Three sacks, three interceptions against the Eagles. Yeah. Definitely a force to be reckoned with on that end.
2: Arguably the worst
1: game of Carson
2: Wentz's oh, career. Oh, yeah, you can, see yeah. The, you can see the frustration on the sideline. What do you, I think he tried to tip over a water cooler yeah, or something like, like yeah. that. Yeah, mm. his mouthpiece yeah. or some shenanigans. Yeah. But I... I I think the Eagles this is, you know, this was going to be a tough game no matter which way you look at it, but it was really a must win for them cuz now they let the Cowboys back in, you know, let the Cowboys stay ahead of them and the Redskins stay ahead of them. Uh, another game that could have really been called the game of the game of the week. The Bears against the Vikings, a huge win for the Bears, 25-20, and a game where Kirk Cousins I think went into it saying, uh, we are the reason that this is a primetime game."
1: Kirk Cousins now four and twelve in his career in primetime games.
2: That, that's an that's interesting stat <laughs> right there, yeah. Uh, but Jesus, uh, Khalil Mack, that guy is just a freight train coming at you, just unstoppable. That guy has to be probably the defensive MVP of the year. They've kind of pieced together
1: slowly but surely this defense. Mack oh, is yeah. the big yeah. addition, but even if you look through, like in the secondary, good pick in Kyle Fuller, finding a guy in Adrian Amos. Uh, Prince Amukamara, former first-round pick, <laughs> yeah. floats to free agency as a decent corner, yeah. and he can pitch in on the squad.
2: And Mitchell Trubisky you know, he's not, uh, he's not doing anything amazing, but he's doing, he's doing the job there, and that's why I think the Bears are really looking for him to do just run the offense and don't make, you know, some of the mistakes he was making last year that uh, caused people to have questions about him. It wouldn't be the first time we saw a team
1: from the NFC. Make an unexpected run with a good defense and a quarterback just not messing it up.
2: I would think this is this could be the one team that I think defeats the Saints in the playoffs just because of how strong their defense is. Really, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And Breeze isn't really? mobile anymore, so you want you get Khalil Mack in the pocket with him. You know, you and who you have to really you have to put two guys on him. You, you're not going to stop him one on one.
1: I don't know. I think, the, I think Sean Payton's got too much schematically for that. He, he definitely that does. He, I don't the think, swing passes yeah. to Camara, things like yeah. that. Mm.
2: Just, that's what I'm saying. There's so many variables yeah. on the Saints offense that would make it tough for the Bears to actually come out with uh, this win. And then we'll look at a preview for tonight. Tonight's game. It should be a shootout. Like what, be. One of those NBA games that end 130-128. Chiefs-Rams, two of the strongest offenses in the NFL uh, taking on each other tonight. Not in Mexico City,
0: in L.A. Both teams 9-1 and one right now. Arguably the best two teams in the NFL.
2: Yep.
1: I think that's huge that they had to move this game to L.A., by the way. Yeah, now they got a home yeah. game. Yeah. I think there may have been some support down there for the Rams. I mean, L.A. team not exactly as far away as Kansas City, mm-hmm. but – keeping that one in California especially cuz this is a huge game. This is a game of the year. Yeah. Arguably yeah. to this point. I think that's fair. For that to be on foreign soil and I guess that's that's you know kind of praise to the NFL for that one cuz yeah. we saw for all these years these London games. Mm-hmm. Like the first one was Giants Jaguars <laughs> and the first rushing touchdown ever scored overseas was by Eli Manning.
2: That is a moment in history.
1: That wasn't going to happen in this game. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's certainly a moment.
1: I, well, at least there was a game in London. Yeah,
2: though. I but I, this is this is definitely going to be an interesting game. I don't think but it could be one of those games that surprise us. You know, you think all this offense is going to happen, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's 10-7 final. 16-12. Yeah. And the the spread for this one is the Rams are favored minus three points. I I think it'll be that close, but I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. I think the Rams are going to win this so one. The Rams are going to win this one. That, you know, Nick? like I said, it's, um, a flip. it's a coin flip.
1: I think it really is a coin flip. I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, Just because, you know, home field advantage. If this game was in Kansas City, I'm taking the Chiefs all the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think one of the big things to watch out for, I was talking to Daniel about it before, uh, the Rams without Cooper Cup, kind of the overshadowed threat in their offense. One of the guys that kind of keeps the wheels turning on third downs and things like that. So we'll see how they do. Um, I could see it going either way, but give me L.A. at home.
2: All right. Well, we'll go. We'll talk about the Week Twelve NFL uh, NFL schedule after we do our little NBA segment here. We'll start with the Washington Wizards, uh, talking about pretty much having a fire sale, pretty much at this point. And just to add to that, uh, a couple hours ago it was reported that there was a very vicious and a lot of tension going on in practice between uh, the Wizards. There's supposedly a physical altercation going on. Uh, no names of anyone yet,
0: but know, uh, I'm not surprised given how that locker room has appeared to the outside viewer yeah. for the past couple months. Not,
2: not to mention, you thought this was going to be a team that's contending this year, and they're just you would think so five and eleven.
1: Yeah, but can you pull the plug sixteen games into the year in the Eastern so. Conference? I there's, think you can. There, I don't know if you can. I think two you and, can. and a half games behind but, the Hornets. We just saw the Hornets <laughs> lose a game where their best player scored sixty points.
0: But you have to keep in mind this isn't something new for the Wizards, though. They've been having problems like these for the past two years. Yeah. It just hasn't never gotten this toxic.
2: Even, even the Cavs are still in it in the Eastern Conference. Every single team is still in it. The Cavs aren't going to I mean, you can they say they're in it, but they're not going yeah, to do anything. I mean, what if the Cavs traded for John Wall?
0: But wh- who do they trade, though, you know? Trade
1: Colin Sexton and one of those. I'm completely spit. <laughs> who knows? If Kevin Love came back, wor- well, that probably wouldn't work yeah. chemistry-wise. But I mean... It would certainly be fun to watch.
2: Yeah, but the way the Eastern Conference stacks up, you know, you you knew the top three teams and, you know, probably the Raptors, the Bucks, the Celtics. You could say top four with the 76s. You you think that's going to be pretty certain. Maybe the Pacers five. Yeah. But six down, that's all wide open. And you really thought the Wizards were going to be somewhere in that top five. You would have thought so. And, you know, it's.
0: But now the question is who's willing to trade for these players? Who wants to trade for John Wall? He's got a massive extension kicking in yep. next year, and uh, let me see—it's 42 million dollars annually for four years.
2: I, I think Bradley Beal's the you know better he's option. The to he's go the
1: for. the more attractive asset yeah, in my he's, book too. He's yeah, cheaper yeah, and he's he's a just good player, a
2: solid all-around player. Yeah.
1: You
0: got Otto Porter Jr. as well, who I like. Um, yeah. You know he's a bit overpaid. Don't
2: Dwight Howard, you know there's gonna be some team in the Western Conference that's gonna say, you know what, uh, I'll bring him off the bench. You know. I'll,
0: yeah, yeah but if you're, if you're if
1: you're a Western Conference power, are you really trying to trade up to fight into that Warriors dynasty, or you think these guys kind of stay in the East? Maybe like yeah. you know a team like
2: the Bucks tries to make a move yeah. to get better. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron knew. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If he was like, "Yeah, let's get Dwight Howard over here." But they gotta seems, wave someone though. It seems like it seems like everyone. Yeah, they gotta they gotta figure out what they're gonna do there. But you know this is this is really surprising. We really thought this was gonna be one of the better teams in the NBA and. You know, you got teams like the Magic, shout out Mo uh, Magic, the Heat, uh, the Heat, the Nets. These are all teams that are sitting ahead of them. Mm. The Bulls only have one less win. Same thing with the Knicks.
1: They just lost Denzel Valentine for the year, though. Oh, really? I yeah, saw that. I was saw Denzel that ever, Valentine down for the year. And before we move on from this, I just want to say this in regards to Dwight Howard and the Lakers. Mm. First of all, it didn't work out the first time. Oh. I don't know if he's uh, an L.A. guy. Second of all, right now, JaVale McGee is a better player than him.
2: Really? Tyson Chandler I think so probably, too. Yeah, Tyson, Tyson Chandler. Chandler I think all around,
1: stars. JaVale McGee is a better player than him. Tyson I think so. still M- 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 McGee's had,
0: McGee, yeah, had a good so year. He's had a good, just good just year, and just in terms of motor and effort, he's going to give you a lot more than Dwight yeah. at oh, this yeah, point. exactly. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I like what you mentioned about Dwight to the Bucks. I think that's a viable destination. Possible. They've got who? They've got Brook Lopez and John Henson. Brooke Lopez is thon a maker. Shoot- Brooke thon Lopez thon is my guy. He is a shooter thon maker. He's my guy.
1: Thon maker is an interesting player. I think he could really he could develop into one of those like. X-factor kind of player. I think so
0: and I mean you see it in the playoffs when he plays Toronto yeah. the only question mark is like is he really 22 <laughs>
1: that's a good question you know
0: either right. way he's he's got a lot of potential
1: Brooke Lopez has insane
0: range he his does. brother can't believe it yeah you see he uh, just pulled up yeah. right in his face and switched it
2: he's a- preposterous he he was developing that really a lot. I think his last year in Brooklyn, and now it's it's incredible. Automatic.
1: So you're telling me in a handful of years, this guy can develop a jump shot that's accurate he, from thirty feet, but he can't become a good rim protector. That's that's
2: a crazy. That's or a rebound crazy thing. for that matter. He, yeah. he was always he always used to sit in that like fifteen to eighteen foot jump shot yeah. range and post up mm. and then i think once kenny atkinson got to brooklyn he said brook you can shoot those you know get out there i think that's what uh doc rivers mm. said to kevin garnett at the end of his career you can step out and shoot those threes you're basically shooting yeah. them already um but yeah it's definitely definitely uh, going to be interesting to see what the warriors do um another thing that probably would have been the first thing we talk about what a game by lebron james last night i think it was 51 points uh I don't have the exact uh, assists, rebounds, and steals, but it I want to say
0: uh, seven rebounds, two assists,
2: something like that. Just another LeBron type game, showing why he's still probably the best, the player best player in Miami. the world. Yeah, what a
1: dominant game against the Miami Heat! I'm so impressed. And that
2: was that was actually the first time he's ever won in,
0: in Miami. Miami since
1: he played with them, <laughs> which is incredible. That's hilarious. Which, which
0: to be they've fair, they've been the
1: better team every single time. Yeah, it's
0: but I mean, would you say they're the better team right now? the Lakers in Miami? Yes. I yes, I, would, the I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be so sure. I think Miami has a really solid team. So you got
1: team. you got Josh Richardson, who's Wayne very, Ellington, who very good. who's been a role player his whole career. But Ellington is good. Hassan He is he's an all right role player. I mean, Rodney Magruder... And Justice Winslow over... Justice
0: Winslow, who is my guy, by the way. I like so Justice Winslow. Let me Winslow. just say, he's the most handsome player in the NBA on a quick side Justice no. note. All right, I Justice Winslow. I can't Winslow. sign off on that. I'm, I mean, you don't have to sign I haven't off on looked that. through the headshots. Of I mean, me, neither have I. Bad-looking dude. But, because... I mean, I follow him on Instagram. But, uh, yeah, just on a quick <laughs> side note. But he's a very solid player is basically what I'm trying to say. I can tell say. you're a big fan. But, I I mean, come on, you don't, don't have that, that five
1: over Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, LeBron, and McGee.
0: I mean... I'm not a big fan of what Brandon Ingram's bringing to the table this year. All right. I think he's really struggling.
2: It's hard for him to find his place when you have LeBron coming in there. Oh, yeah. I just
0: you know, think he settles for too many mid range shots. Um, not really a good three point shooter at this stage of his career. I'm sure he has a decent percentage, but he can't really hit them at a high clip. Yeah. He doesn't
1: know if he wants to be Kevin Durant or if he wants to be a full on slasher. I think he has to commit yeah. to one or the other. If he wants to be, there's room for slashers in the NBA. Don't everybody is, has yeah. to be a shooter.
0: There is. PJ Tucker was a
2: pretty good example of uh,
0: definitely. a definitely was like that. I just think it's so hard to be KD, and um, he's just not not as explosive or as uh, fluid with his movements. Yeah. But then again, who is?
2: Yeah. let me uh, let's look at these standings again. We'll see uh, through about 17, 15 to 17 games. Uh, what do you think is your biggest surprise team and your biggest disappointment so far?
1: Oh, um, let's see. Just looking it through, um. Trailblazers tied for the one seed is kind of surprising, and mm. I honestly didn't think Toronto would get it clicking this soon.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Well, Toronto, I think Kawhi Leonard's one of those players who can play with anybody. He's Him, LeBron, I think is the same way, that these guys just step into any system and they're right. ready to go. But
0: uh, I think my main concern was just he was coming off after a year without playing. Just to see him get back uh, to his best so quickly, I think is really impressive.
2: I think
1: those rumors really, you know, the rumors about him not wanting to play in Toronto, kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, obviously he'd have to play, you know, to keep his free agent stock up, so to speak. Yep. But he can play with anyone, yeah. b- but he has to want to play. Mm-hmm. And last year he just didn't feel like it. He yeah. was injured and yeah. then he didn't really want to come back, at least according to the reports. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, two other uh, uh, yeah, big surprises for me. Milwaukee in the East, new coach, new system, getting the best out of his players. Giannis averaging insane numbers. He's a surefire MVP candidate. Uh, We touched on it a bit earlier, but Brooke Lopez, very improved. Chris Middleton, who I think is a really great player. You know, they're definitely a force to be reckoned with in the East. They are second right now, and I would not be surprised to see them stay there at the end of the season. And then on the West, the LA Clippers. They lost Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan in the last few years, but Doc Rivers, he's built a really solid squad. They don't really have a star player, so to speak, unless you count, like, Tobias Harris or Lou Williams, but uh, definitely doing some great work over there.
2: Yeah, I would say a surprise to me is sort of how there's really six teams in the Western Conference that are all within one game of each other, Mm. first place. Maybe the Warriors are sort of doing what the Spurs have done over the years where they're sort of going to cruise through the regular season. They know they're going to get to the postseason, and they know once they turn it up and once they get to Marcus Cousins that they're pretty much unbeatable. Yeah. And once
1: you know. they assemble Voltron, if yeah, they can assemble it this season, <laughs> it's yeah. it's probably going to be a wrap. Yeah, exactly. it should be. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think the biggest questions are just given the whole KD Draymond Green drama. I think that's the biggest question surrounding the Warriors. And once yeah. they get past that, it should be good.
1: Here's the interesting one. So with KD's you know opt out free agency coming up and the rumors of him to New York, if you're in the front office for Golden State, mm. are you committing to Kevin or are you committing to Draymond? Who's your guy? Who you brought in there? Who brings more of the, you know, intangibles?
2: I, I don't think there's a question for me that you gotta keep Kevin Durant. The, this guy is a once-in-a-generational type player. Same case as LeBron. So I...
0: see, at the same time, I agree with Daniel. I think KD the second best player in the NBA. But Draymond Green, he brings a lot to the table. He he can guard one through five. He can run the offense for the Warriors. I mean, there are games where he plays the point more than Curry, and Curry plays off the ball just because Draymond is so good at setting everyone up and passing the ball. Um, In terms of intensity and leadership to the team, he brings a lot more than KD, who isn't really known for being a vocal leader. Snake.
2: Yeah, I personally... It's tough. I could live with Draymond Green being an ass and always coming into my building and out hustling and doing all Mm -hmm. his rebounding and being the assist man, but... I want Kevin Durant taking the last shot for my team, not any other team. I want Kevin Durant – I don't want to have to sit on the bench and have to watch Kevin Durant hit a game-winner against my team.
1: See, here's the thing. I agree with you. I agree with both of you. Kevin Durant's clearly the better player in my book, right? Yeah. But I'll say this. If you let – I mean, obviously, it's a hypothetical. But if in that situation you pick Durant and you let Dre walk, right, Mm. what does that signal to guys like Clay Thompson? Yeah. Does that then show know. Clay? it's like, you know what? They're about winning, and that's fine. But if they're about them, all right, I'm going to go get my max money. I'm going to go see what I can do on my yeah. own. But what if we see a situation where Clay goes to one of those teams? Like, I don't know, maybe a team like in Indiana who has money to I mean, I get too. what
0: you're saying, and I think it's a fair concern. But at the same time, I think the Warriors are going to max Clay no matter what. Yeah. Uh, they're maxing him, what, at the end of this season, if not th- I'm not mistaken? I think they might, yeah. yeah. I'm not 100% And sure. then uh, the whole thing is if Draymond Green is an all-star, then he's eligible for yeah, the max. Like, yeah. So, you know, you got to make a decision yeah, there. Yeah, you certainly got
2: an interesting situation with what's going on with, uh, you know, the defending world champions.
0: Daniel, you're a Knicks fan. What do you trade for Draymond Green?
2: No, I, I wouldn't. I, would, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't because if, if you look at the guys the Knicks have ready, Mitchell Robinson, that guy looks like he's gonna be sort of the next DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Knox, I guess you could say he's a four or three, but he's got a lot of potential. Maybe if you put Ennis Cantor, maybe is this like a midseason trade or something like that. Maybe put Ennis Cantor, maybe uh, um, maybe put Trey Burke and Courtney Lee in there if you make this a midseason trade.
1: I don't know if that's that's a good enough package to get. That, Trey uh, on, that may not but. be good know. enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
2: throw a pick in there too. Um, definitely, but I think I think the Warriors could use uh, an Ennis Cantor off the bench, and I think they definitely I mean, could use. I mean, I think if you lady. throw
0: in something like Kevin Knox, or um, or Courtney Lee, Courtney yeah. Lee, and Ennis Cantor and yeah. a draft pick, yep, could be yeah. possible.
1: It could be. I don't know if I'd wanna. I mean, I like what Draymond brings in terms of intensity and things right. like that. But all I, the d- I don't think he's
0: the guy to lead the team. He, you know yeah. what I mean? Like not by himself at least. He though.
1: needs like he's a great Robin. Yeah. But when Robin gets to run the show, things get a little haywire yeah. sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And
0: you can't count on him to hit the game-winning shot as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not a shooter. He's well, not.
1: It's also if he's setting the tone and there's no one necessarily on his skill level or who's done it on that team to check him like mm-hmm. you'd see on this team. We've already seen Chris Stavs Porzingis, you know, influenced by Carmelo, Yep. and that All was right. a little bit of a show. Uh, I don't necessarily, if I'm a Knicks fan, want to see... What that could become, him and Draymond, even though it would be a good front court.
2: Yeah. Mm. All right. With our last little segment here, we'll talk about our Thanksgiving football games, and we'll talk about the Week 12 game since we will not be having our uh, podcast on Thursdays we usually do. So first game, Bears Lions. Uh, this is another pretty important game, but you know Lions are a traditional Thanksgiving game. Uh, Bears are favored by. Four points. Uh, what do you think is the outcome
0: here? I think Bears win but by more than that.
1: I think this one's interesting because for a Bears team like this, they're overachieving. Uh, yeah. The Lions are not having a great year. Mm. And I, I don't know. The Bears have a couple of rough games left. They've still got another one with the Vikings, another one with the Packers, and they've got L.A. sprinkled in there. They need this one, oh, yeah, so yeah. I don't think they can necessarily – You know, it's not like a trap game or anything. But I think the pride might come out for Detroit, for a guy like Matthew yeah. Stafford who's been there for a while. For guys like Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay to show, you know, yeah. we dealt golden tape. But we're still pretty darn good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I'm taking the Bears.
2: That, be, <laughs> I, I am taking the Bears, but I will take the minus four. I think they win by a field goal here. Okay.
1: Right. As time expires, or less fun?
2: Less fun. Less fun. I think Damn. it'll be less fun. <laughs> uh, Washington, Dallas. Dallas favored by a huge seven and a half, considering that Washington just lost their quarterback. What do you think we're going with here?
1: I'm taking the Redskins.
2: Redskins, okay. Wow. I I kind of want to see
1: Mark Sanchez get in there on his old turf. Ah. No, but in all seriousness, like, I think this Redskins team, even sans Alex Smith, is a pretty good squad. Mm. And as much as the Cowboys have the momentum, and my brain is telling me they're probably going to win this one, it's the ultimate Cowboys thing to do. If you find a way to lose at home on Thanksgiving to a team who just lost his starting quarterback to essentially the Joe Theismann injury V2. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think the Redskins are going to come out fired up no, ma- like, no matter what, just because of the whole injury. But um, the Cowboys, they just have too much momentum right now.
1: One more point I'll leave you with. Texas native Adrian Peterson playing at Cowboys Stadium on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. If we're going to find that
2: time machine, Thursday at 4.30. 153 at four, right. yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to that say
0: there. that's not it, Chief.
2: That's, that's not it, Chief. That's but, not uh, it, Chief. I think, I think, Dow- I think Dallas is going to win this one pretty easily. I think this is going to be more like a 10-14 point uh, difference here. I uh, will move on to another game we got here. How about Atlanta against New Orleans, which is going to be a very interesting game on Thanksgiving.
1: Um in this one, I going into it a few weeks ago, I was thinking this might be a chance for Atlanta to kind of sneak their way into the NFC playoff chase. And obviously they're still in it, but I mean if they would have won against Dallas, they would have had some momentum going into this one on short rest in New Orleans. Um, but the most important part of that sentence was the last two words, or three words, excuse me, in New Orleans. Yeah. Saints at home. Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints by scoring some inordinate amount of
2: points. Fifty-five. I don't know. What's
0: the What's the over under right now? Uh, the, the The
2: spread the has spread. Saints minus thirteen. I think it's gonna be more. Than I think that. it's gonna be more than that. I think it's gonna be like I twenty-one. I think it's gonna oh, be. Yeah. That. I think the Saints uh, have outscored their last two opponents by, I want to say, like 70 points, I think, something yeah. like that. You say 21? I, I say, I say more than, than that. that. Yeah, I think it's uh, I, more than that. This one could be a shootout. I think they'll score some crazy
1: number, but I think yeah. the Falcons have firepower. Yeah. And I've always been, I, it's always puzzled me that they've fallen into these situations where they score 19 against Dallas with an offense that has Mohamed Sanu, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and those two guys in the backfield with Matty Ice. Yeah. How does that happen? That's is is it coaching? Did yeah. they not show up to that game in terms
2: of a uh, motivation? Did they overlook their opponent? I don't know. Not to mention the Saints have won nine straight games. Oh yeah, so of course they're, they're red hot right now. We're we're just debating by how much. Yeah, win. by how much really? We'll move on to the Sunday games here. The Oakland Raiders head into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore is favored by eleven here. You think uh, Lamar Jackson's gonna lead them to another victory here?
0: If he gets the start.
2: Yeah, if he gets... I, he, I don't see why you wouldn't give him the start. I, I understand loyalty. Joe Flacco's won you a Super Bowl.
0: I mean, based off what I was reading today, it is very uncertain that he gets the start again, which I don't agree with. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. But I'm not entirely sure that he's going to get it.
1: Uh, to me, this situation and, like, coming into the game, I figured they'd go with Jackson. and I thought it was they interesting should. that they were prepping RG3 potentially to get some reps in this one. I haven't seen him in a while. But I think... No matter who starts for this one, for the Ravens in this one, they win the game. I agree. The I agree with that. But I think this situation screams like uh, just for an old callback. You know, rookie year Eli Manning. The Giants are kind of mediocre with Kurt Warner starting. Kurt Warner is proven Super Bowl champion that they brought in to be their vet to mentor their young guy, and then they're like, you know what? Uh, I'd rather get the kids some experience than contend this year. And with Lamar Jackson, this team could still contend. Yeah, but even it if could. it falls apart. With him at the helm, this could, be, this could be sacrificing one year for the next five, for the next 10,
0: which is worth it. Yep.
2: Yeah. And uh, I didn't say my prediction, but I think Baltimore, but I think they're going to win by less than 11. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Jacksonville and Buffalo, two amazing offenses <laughs> going up against each other here. It's like the 07 Patriots uh,
1: against the 07 yeah. Patriots.
2: Two, three, and seven teams, um, but Jacksonville's favored by three on the road. Uh, and I, I'm going to take Jacksonville with this one. Is Josh Allen going in this one? Uh, I think they might go Matt Barkley again. I, I might not. I might, I'm not sure what, what they're going to go with. I'm maybe, not but.
1: taking Barkley to hit the lottery twice. Yeah. I'll, I'll take Blake Bortles, which I don't think is much better. Um, not much better. But no, I'll take the Jags
0: lot. on the road. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. But uh, I'm not really looking forward to this game. Has to be said. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: yeah. this is the game that could end like six to five. Yeah, this is the game that CBS probably won't televise yeah. around here. But um, then we got. Seattle and Carolina. This would be a good football game. game. Uh, Carolina's favored by three and a half. I think they'll win by a touchdown. I think that's fair, honestly.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair spread. Um, Wilco, do you have Seattle or Carolina? Carolina. I I don't know. Carolina's wide receiving core just doesn't really wow me. Not like Seattle's coming in with Randy Moss or anything, but they just keep piecing it together, and it's impressive. You know what?
2: I think Cam will bring it home. All right, and then we'll go to uh, Cleveland against Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, they're favored by three of the Bengals. Um, I think Cincinnati's going to pull out another victory here that they really need, and they're going to win by, eh, let's go nine, nice nine.
0: Before, uh, before I get into my prediction, let's talk about Cleveland for a second and the head coach search.
2: Oh, boy, I forgot to bring that so one up.
0: So um, yeah. I believe it was yesterday um, Condoleezza Rice. Former Secretary. Former of State. US Secretary of State under George W. Bush. Linked with the head coaching job. She has no football experience whatsoever. At is, any at any level. Is I'm there sure.
1: possibly no, she was on the college football uh playoff committee for like one year, I one think. Year, yeah. Which by but the way, does not call any plays, does not does coach not, anyone. Yeah. They just vote on who the best team is. She are. was also
0: on the college basketball yeah. um fbi investigation or these are like, committees right? of people who yeah. happen
1: to be famous who are fans
0: but
2: is there a more cleveland move possible no, I, I,
0: I mean I, I think there is i'm just not sure what it is but I'm she sure might be there she might be a better coach than Lu though i mean she, that's that's wrong lu my guy
1: somehow turned that tyloo somehow into won a championship years at millions yeah. of dollars but, uh, Fair play to him, this bro. reminds me of, oh, of course, congrats this, to him.
2: This reminds me of last year when people were thinking Mike Francesa was going to be the new manager of the Yankees. But, um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't, I I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland hired her, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll they, see.
0: they've come out since and denied it. Of um, course, they did. She, I mean, I guess they kind of have to. Yeah. She also kind of came out, yeah. but she wasn't like, you'll, you'll definitely get some people strong in, the seats, in her denial. So.
1: If, if you're Condoleezza Rice, you take that interview, right? Oh, Look, like if, yeah. if someone came up to you and said, we want you to coach the Los Angeles Lakers, of course I'm, I'm taking the interview. I'm taking, yeah, I'm the, taking the
0: interview and I'm taking the job. Of I don't course. care if I'm not qualified. And yeah. I'm going to give you
1: the most bombastic strategy. We're not punting. We're freeing we up a punting. roster spot by cutting the punter.
2: <laughs> we don't need a punter. <laughs> We're not kicking either. We're going for it, yeah. That's it. We don't
1: need a long snapper. We don't need a <laughs> kicker. We just free up four spots. We're not going to need a kicker for kickoffs either, because we're never going to score.
0: Yep, <laughs> that's that's a good point. <laughs> that is the Cleveland way. Yep, you we might have, lose you might have a future the best in way this. Possible. You might have a future in coaching. Honestly, I will go. take
1: that endorsement.
2: And we got the first of a classic rivalry in the AFC East. The New England Patriots are going to go into the Meadowlands to face the Jets. New England's favored by nine and a half. I think it'll be at least double that. The, the Jets. I mean, they did have a bye week, but showed a lackluster effort when they played Buffalo. Yeah. I
0: think it's a no-brainer that No. England win, yeah. um, just no matter how much. Yeah,
2: Darnold's still not practicing as of today. Yeah, so yeah. I um, see
1: McCown. I was surprised with how bad McCown was. Was it just uh, me? Uh, it I was, thought he'd step in and be you.
2: decent. Jeez, that was an he was tough not, one yeah. to watch. That was brutal. Um, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised. mccown very been a very sort of inconsistent throughout his career. So. And mm-hmm. they did.
1: W- he did win that one game against the Pats yeah. in overtime.
2: And they they usually play good for the first and second quarter against the Pats, and then they'll sort of die down at the end. That's the Jets' playbook. Hopefully no butt fumbles this week. What?
1: Um, Hopefully all the butt fumbles.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll move on to the other team that resides in the Meadowlands, but they'll be on the road in Philadelphia. The Giants will be taking on the Eagles. Eagles favored by six. I think it'll be closer, but the Eagles still win this one.
0: I think, yeah, Eagles take it. Um, I think by six is fair.
1: All right, so hear me out on this one. So <laughs> the Eagles are clearly the better team, right? Yeah, clearly. Um, but the Giants are playing the best that they've played in two calendar years, right?
2: That's a very I low mean, bar I, yeah. setting The last them.
1: time they played in Philly, they lost at the buzzer on a 60-yard field goal, right? I, that, I This know. is totally a hard overhead pick. I'm going to take the Giants to further screw wow. up their draft pick.
2: They're making, they're making a playoff run. That's what they're going to do. I mean, it's definitely a With heart of Alex a head Smith pick.
1: gone, if they win this game against Philly, this is officially a playoff bid. <laughs> yeah, it really has
2: to be at this point. You might as well go for it. <laughs>
1: it is the saddest playoff bid in the history of the NFC. But, but it's but a, playoff a playoff bid, bid nonetheless. We're how, we're yeah. the,
2: how bad this division is starting to look with the Redskins losing their quarterback now, it is really anyone's division right now. So you're
1: telling me, if it goes a certain direction, we mm-hmm. could see a Mark Sanchez, Nick Foles game at some point.
2: It's here, Mark Sanchez, I mean, do you want Eli to see Manning that game? game?
1: How dare you? That's at some point. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> He's um, a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you put some respect
2: on his name. Um we'll move on to another game that has draft pick implications. The San Francisco 49ers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. I think we got Jameis Winston back in the yep. back in the yep. seat for the quarterback position. Tampa Bay is favored by three and a half here. And I'm gonna take Tampa Bay
0: I'm gonna take Tampa Bay by at least six
1: the Bucks find a way with Jameis Winston at the helm to turn the ball over um it's (laughs) it's amazing consider the fact that this guy is a franchise quarterback who just got benched for a guy that almost worked on Wall Street for a living and then they benched him again how does that happen uh I think Tampa wins this one but I'm rooting for my boy Nick Mullins because scout team quarterback against number one pick you got to root for the dog
2: yeah exactly Uh, Arizona flying to LA, or maybe even busting it to LA to take the Chargers. Uh, take on the Chargers, favored by twelve and a half. The LA Chargers are after a disappointing loss in the previous week. I think uh, I think this game is also going to be closer than it was, but I think the Chargers are going to win. Uh, and, and this is when they really need to need to keep really the Broncos and, and anyone else in their division from uh, creeping up on them.
0: What's the spread? Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. No, twelve in favor of the Chargers. I'm going to say the Chargers win by less than that, though. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, i would say pro- by three.
1: I'd probably go less than 12. The Cardinals are yeah. pretty darn good at scoring garbage time touchdowns. Yes. Um, but I think the Chargers come out and dominate this game. Yeah. Like They're much better than this. They're much better yeah. than the Cardinals. All
2: right, we'll look at Miami against the Colts. Uh, every game every is getting even more important for the um, – for the Indianapolis Colts, and they're favored by 10, and I think they win by more than that.
1: Um, More than 10, probably. The Dolphins, you know, I was high on them when the year started. I thought they had a shot, you know, with Tannehill. Uh, This might kind of be the end of the Tannehill era, kind of with a thud as it came in. So give me the Colts in
2: this one. Sneaky playoff game. (laughs) Uh, Pittsburgh against Denver. Pittsburgh, both of these teams coming off of huge wins. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh favored by three on the road. Um, I think Pittsburgh's going to win, but I think also another one of those even
0: closer, maybe a 24-23 type game. I think Pittsburgh's going to win. Um, I don't think it's going to be that close, actually. I'm going to say that they're going to win by at least a touchdown.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd probably go Pittsburgh in this one. Although, anytime I see Steelers-Broncos, it reminds me of that miraculous Tim Tebow game. So, (laughs) it'd be cool if this one went to overtime, just as an homage.
2: Just so we could show some more highlights of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And
1: I'm sure... What is this one? Probably on CBS. I'm sure we'll see Tim Tebow at least five times in highlights during this game. Uh,
2: Last Sunday game, the primetime game, Green Bay against Minnesota. A loss for either of these teams could really be sort of a nail in the coffin for them. But... I think Green Bay really needs this one, and I believe in them winning this one on the road uh, against Minnesota.
0: Nick, you go first because uh, I just got a troubling text message about my data plan, so I was not paying attention. <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. Uh, well, to keep you posted, we're on Packers-Vikings, and here's the thing. Looking it through, the Vikings, in my opinion, are probably a little bit better than Green Bay in terms of you know, defensive yeah. talent. Mm-hmm. I haven't been crazy about their run game, which has been underwhelming, but as I said before, Kirk Cousins, four and twelve in primetime games. When what time is this game, Daniel?
2: This is an eight twenty start.
1: Packers. Packers by You know what? It'll probably be close and he'll find a way find to a way, go to yeah. four
0: and thirteen. Yep. I'm um, gonna say he goes
2: five and twelve. Five and twelve. Hot take, hot take. pulls out
0: the win. That is a hot
2: take of the day right there. I mean, um, you know, someone's got to do it. Sponsored by a Cholula hot sauce. Maybe they'll hear this one and give us a sponsorship here. Sponsor Hopefully. us, Hopefully. Yes. Uh, and then we got the Monday night game. Uh, Marcus Mariota might not play. May, may he play. He is Who not knows? playing, I don't believe. No. Really?
1: So. That is big news. Well, Blaine Gabbert in primetime. Just Blaine what the Gabbard NFL and wanted.
2: Blaine Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, Tennessee against Houston here. Yeah. Um, Let's say with Houston, there's no line out for it yet, but uh, I think I'm going to take Houston pretty easily here.
0: I'm going to take Houston. They're 7-3 right now. Um, Titans are what, 5-5? Five and 5-5 five? Five and five is correct. Yeah, I think Houston takes yeah, this. They've,
1: yeah. they've fought their way back into it, but I will say this. If Tennessee finds a way to win this one, the AFC South will become the most interesting division yes. in the league mm-hmm. because everyone will be in it. Yeah, I don't think they'll find a way to win this one, particularly no, if so either, they don't yeah. have Mariota. Uh, yeah. I think we have a Demarius Thomas sighting in this game. I the think guy kind of yeah, comes and goes, kind of like Amari yeah. Cooper. He'll come, give you a few burst plays, and then just see you in a few weeks. I think this is his week to show up. Yep.
0: All right, uh, Wilco, do you want to pitch I'll, uh, a complete game here and close this I'll, out? I'll, I'll do the honors. First of all, um, thanks for listening to the third edition of the Martinez-Marcillo podcast, presented by the Stony Brook Press. Thank you, Nick, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. It was very fun. I would imagine so.
2: And to ladies and gentlemen, please keep your eye on the ball. And
0: happy Thanksgiving.